Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Money FM 89.3, this is Sustainable Singapore with me, Rianne Lovell Boland. Now, after an unexpected discovery, my next guest found that one of the most profitable livestock to rear and sell was the small and unassuming crawfish. Since opening his first farm in 2018, the team at Singapore Crawfish has developed technology that enables them to grow crawfish with a reduction up to 90% on manpower cost and 80% on energy usage. I went down to their farm in Lim Chu Kang to speak with Desmond Chow, founder and CEO of Singapore Crawfish, to understand how the company may have changed the face of global aquaculture. So uh, welcome to Singapore Crawfish. We are one of the first uh, crawfish farms in Singapore. Right now we focus on our hatcheries, so reproducing crawfish and of course producing crawfish for the Singapore population. Alright, so come, let's go. So over here you can see some of our crawfish that we have just uh, freshly harvested from the pond. So as you can see the crawfishes that we have here today, it's almost a full pump size. So, so just to set the picture for you, we have a bucket of Desmond, how many crawfish are in front um, this of us is, right now? This is roughly about one kilo of crawfish. This species of crawfish is actually called the Cherex quadricarinaceus. So uh, a nickname of these species is also called the red claw. Because when you look at their claws, over here at the tip of their claw, you can see there's a red color here. So this is also one way to differentiate between the male and the female. If you see a very significant red color on the claw, it's a male. And if you see no red, it's a female. And you know, Desmond, the interesting thing about Singapore crawfish is actually it started because of a research project, because you were previously a lecturer. So yeah. could you just tell us a little bit about that story of how you started Singapore crawfish? So basically, um, I was teaching sustainable marketing at that time. So we were looking at, you know, um, the various social projects in the world and uh, how we could help people. What we realized was that there was extreme poverty in certain parts of the world and hunger. I mean, we are very fortunate to be in Singapore that we don't have to worry about food. But uh, I do see people and I have friends um, all around the world um, who have shown me um, the less fortunate who are uh, starving and literally starving right now. This is why I'm so passionate about this project. And so like I mentioned, uh, a couple of years ago, me and my students, we were talking about, you know, how can we feed the world? And we realized after analyzing more than a hundred different types of animals, crawfishes is one of the best things to rare. Firstly, because they are very hardy, because they used to come from swamps. Imagine when they used to come from swamps and we put them now in a very clean environment, they would thrive. Second thing is that, they grow very fast to market. They only need a short four months um, to reach marketable size. And crawfishes are very healthy. So they are packed with proteins, vitamins, amino acids, and they are low in fat and cholesterol. The best thing about it is anyone from anywhere in the world can learn to grow crawfish. And that is what we are trying to do to help poor farmers. Without much knowledge, without much technologies, Crawfishes is actually one of the easiest things to rare. I actually read that one of your students grew crawfish in a bathtub. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to test out, you know, how hardy they were. So um, I gave my students some crawfishes. They brought them home, turned on their bathtub, and the crawfish survives and, you know, grows really well. The difficult part is to reproduce them. 
That's why at Singapore Crawfish, we focus on the reproduction technologies of the crawfishes and uh, we have patented one of the best technologies to reproduce crawfish that we are now the world's only sustainable and commercial crawfish hatchery. So over here in uh, Little Singapore, we actually have one hectare of land um, and we have roughly about 20 ponds available. So this is where we grow our crawfishes. So we use a technique called multi-cropping, right? Where instead of growing just one particular produce in one area, we grow three produce in one area. So at the bottom of the pond, we have crawfish. In the middle of the pond, we have fishes. And on the top of the pond, we have vegetables. Oh. Yeah, so we are able to yield three crops compared to one. This is how we think that we can help with Singapore food security. Absolutely. And that's very important, yeah. Well, currently, Singapore imports 90% of its food. Exactly. So how will this be contributing to, you know, the Singapore 30 by 30 plan? Definitely in a big way. So a lot of farmers in Singapore, they are still not exposed to the multi-cropping concept. So we are trying to educate more farmers, um, especially the older generation, and also um, aspiring farmers like my students, uh, the younger generation, to start growing crawfishes, fish and vegetables. What are some of the challenges which crawfish farmers face and how are you at Singapore Crawfish trying to tackle this? So most of the farmers, they face the problem where there's a insufficient supply of crawfish fries. The most difficult part about these crawfishes are how to reproduce or rather how to make them reproduce because they have this thing called the filial cannibalism basically means that the parents of the crawfish would actually feed on their young. So we have devised a technique and also a technology to automatically separate the young from the adults. So that essentially increases the survival rate. So in Singapore crawfish, we have three main technologies. The first one is actually our patent aquatech, how to allow them to reproduce safely in a better environment and how to automatically separate the fries. Um, to give you some context, so in the past, example, if you need 100 people to produce X amount of fries, today, with our technology, just one person will be able to produce the same X amount of rice. So the second pillar of our company is actually our genetics. So as you know, even within a human family, uh, within brothers and sisters, you can have a tall, short, skinny, fat. Yeah? So when a crawfish mother gives birth, it gives birth to up to 1,200 babies. Right? So within this 1,200 babies, there will be, again, tall, short, skinny, fat. So what we do is we have a genetic mapping program that we are able to select the crawfish with the best genes, fast-growing genes, bacteria-growing genes, and we are able to keep them for reproduction. And of course, the third and last pillar of our company is actually our crawfish feed. So it's a very interesting process on how we got to develop this feed. So roughly about five years ago, me and my students, we had a small office. Within this office, we had 100 tanks. So we put all the little crawfishes in each of these tanks. And I gave my students a budget of $300. So they would go to the market and they would buy anything they like. So my students being super creative, they would buy all sorts of stuff like uh, vegetables, like kailan, lettuce. They would buy fruits, right? So example, banana, papaya, and even durian. So we would test out all these different kinds of food. 
and certain food that we throw in, the crawfish didn't move. They were not interested. Was it durian? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, when we threw in durian, um, the crawfish just died. <laughs> oh no! Oh gosh, so My, a big no-no on yeah, durian. Yeah, big no-no on durian, yeah. So over the past five years, by gathering hundreds of data, we actually have a combination of 12 special ingredients that allows our crawfish to grow significantly faster and larger. And you're actually working with international governments to help solve this world food poverty problem. Yep. How is this going so far? It's going great. Governments all around the world, um, they are actually very interested in crawfishes and how we are growing them because they can help benefit smallholder farmers. Um, basically because you don't need very high-tech um, to grow crawfish, which is a huge investment compared to most of the other aquaculture species, right? Um, secondly, because of COVID, a lot of farmers in these rural villages, um, they are unfortunately dying because they don't have access to vaccines, they don't have access to ventilators. So it's, it's a real problem when we realize in the next six months to 12 months where the food bank runs dry, and we realize that the farmers that have been producing food have passed away. So who's gonna produce food for us in the next few years or in the next generation? So this is something that I believe all governments all around the world, they are looking at. Um, they are looking for a fast solution, a good solution and a fast solution that everybody is able to implement. You're five years into the business now. So what are your hopes for the business in five years time? So we hope to be one of the largest crawfish hatcheries in the world. We hope to have satellite offices or satellite farms all around to really educate the next generation about crawfishes. I think this is really important because we all have this perception that farmers are very poor. You know, farmers don't make money, especially during our parents' generation, they would tell us, hey, be a doctor, be a lawyer, but uh, never become a farmer because it's a lot of hard work, right? And uh, you earn very little money. But I think it's different now, especially with technologies. So technologies is doing a lot of the heavy lifting for us. But how many friends do you actually know who are farmers? So when I ask this question um, to most people, they would tell me zero or one. But given that the world's population is growing and our farmers today are basically in their 60s or 70s, in 10 years time when they retire, who's going to produce food for us? Right? So that's a big problem. So I think that that's a huge opportunity in aquaculture or in farming. Secondly, also because today we are cutting out the middlemen. So in the past, farmers were earning not as much because there were middlemen who earned most of the profits. So today, we go directly from farm to table. And thirdly, I think this is an industry that would really excite the younger generation. I call this a business of God's gift. Growing crawfishes, while I'm talking to you right now, while I'm sleeping tonight, my crawfishes are growing bigger, my crawfishes are reproducing, and that's money. Desmond, thank you so much for speaking with me and showing me around the farm. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, you're most welcome. The pleasure is mine. That was Desmond Chow, founder and CEO of Singapore Crawfish, speaking with me about how the company aims to help solve world food poverty. I'm Rianne Lovell-Boland. This has been Sustainable Singapore on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.